What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Thursday, July 16th. Here's what you missed while you were trying to figure out how Megan the Stallion got shot. What the heck? Okay, for some reason, it's taken this long for Walmart to finally put up a stink about wearing masks in the store. And I'm serious. I've been to many Walmarts over the past three to four months, and in every single one of them, I have seen the maskless. But at some point, and especially after the CDC director stated this week that if we all just wore masks, this thing would go away in like six to eight weeks. Well, Walmart finally said you have to wear a face covering in all of their stores. Hours later, Kroger, one of the largest supermarket chains and Kohl's also followed suit. But meanwhile, in Georgia and Oklahoma, their governors still say, nah. In Oklahoma, where you'll recall El Presidente had his flop of a rally, well, the governor tested positive, uh, first for any governor, but he still says the no mask rule in his state stands. Georgia's governor, you know, the one that just last week found out that COVID-19 and coronavirus refer to the same thing. I'm kidding, but he's a moron. Well, he's actually passed an order blocking any city or county from enforcing a mask rule. I don't get why he's so upset. And then in Texas, where cases and hospitalizations are soaring, well, their governor mandated the entire state to wear a mask. So how's your morning going? By the way, New York City this week, well, we had our first no corona death day since March 11th. Okay, huge news last night about Twitter. What's being called an unprecedented hack on the verified accounts of people like Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Kanye, Bloomberg, Apple, and more took place where all the accounts at the same time posted the same message asking for $1,000 in Bitcoin and it would get doubled to $2,000. People really are that dumb. And apparently the Bitcoin wallet received over $120,000. Wow. And it turns out what it was is the internal systems of Twitter were socially engineered. Quote, we detected what believed to be a coordinated social engineering attack by people who successfully targeted some of our employees with access to internal systems and tools. We know they use this access to take control of many highly visible, including including verified accounts and tweet on their behalf. It seems as if Twitter is acknowledging here that numerous people appear to have been involved in the hacks, not just one individual, and also that numerous employees were compromised too, end quote. In an unverified account, Motherboard says that they spoke with a hacker that claims they paid an employee to change the email addresses of accounts so they could then take control via password resets. And the Bitcoin scheme might not even even be the real goal here for such a coordinated attack quote but as twitter alludes to there could very well have been ulterior motives at play beyond just the cryptocurrency scam as political and business accounts may have had sensitive information gleaned from private dms and other account info end quote which is probably why the fbi is now investigating as well 
In what I guess has now become a rite of passage for the Trumpito bandwagon, campaign manager and former Viking Brad Parscale was dumped last night via a Facebook post this time, and he was moved to digital and data strategies. So basically, get back to running social media. Longtime Republican operative Bill Stepien will now be taking over, and it's not a surprise he got dumped with just about every single poll currently showing Biden with like an average six or more point lead and DT slumping as every week passes. Then, of course, there was that big fail in Tulsa with less than stellar attendance and the reported threat from Trumpito to sue because Pascal said he was losing so bad in swing states. I can't believe that, but yeah, that's true. Looks like our boy Jared Kushner was the one that actually told him the news. And in reality, he's probably the real campaign manager all along with daddy-in-law Donald overseeing all the big moves. Let's see what this new message will be. Hopefully, it's better than the one that Pete Navarro was giving to the New York Times about Dr. Fauci this week, saying that he lied to him about everything. Geez, even the White House is distancing themselves from that op-ed. I'm betting that Navarro is the next to walk the plank. In a huge legal win for Apple, the second highest court in the European Union ruled that they don't have to pay those $14.5 billion in taxes to Ireland that regulators were claiming they owed. See, back in 2016, a commission decided that Ireland was giving Apple tax breaks that were illegal under EU law. They claimed Apple was getting only a half of a percent tax rate in Europe. And because those deals were illegal, according to the commission, Ireland should be able to recover those money. Quote, in shooting the ruling down, the general court said government regulators did not clear the legal hurdle necessary to show that Apple was receiving a selective advantage over other companies in Europe by receiving government tax breaks. Apple, in a statement, celebrated the court's decisions, pointing out that since its products are made in America, its largest tax burden is in the U.S. Still, Apple says it has paid more than $100 billion in corporate income taxes around the world in the last 10 years. This case was not about how much tax we pay, but where we are required to pay it, said Apple spokesman Josh Rosenstock. We're proud to be the largest taxpayer in the world, as we know the important role tax payments play in society, end quote. And yeah, not exactly an exciting story, I know, but it has helped push that Apple stock price to all-time highs and recent analyst calls with targets for up to $440 a share. We'll see if the EU appeals this decision. And finally today, maybe we can all breathe a sigh of relief because it looks like just as quick as it came, its flame has extinguished and a Kanye 2020 train has derailed and called it quits. Or did he? I don't know. It's hard to say. A campaign staffer is quoted by New York Magazine as saying that Kanye's out. And while they saw some good support while polling, they just couldn't get things ramped up in time. But then we also hear from a public affairs officer for Oklahoma's Board of Elections saying that one of West representatives filed to run in that state 45 minutes before the deadline, according to a tweet from reporter Ben Jacobs. So who knows? There's also 
also report that a Kanye 2020 campaign committee under the BDY party, which probably stands for the birthday party this fool said he would launch. Well, they filed uh, apparently an official form with the FEC, but the elections committee can't confirm the legitimacy of it and have said that he has yet to make a statement of candidacy. He also has no platform and no website. He's a loon. Let's really hope this is behind us and we can just go back to making fun of his music and his clothes while he keeps climbing that Forbes billionaire rankings. Well, my beautiful people, those are my top five news stories of the day. And for those five of you that are still listening, give you a quick extra rundown here of some highlights. Uh, what else is happening? So it looks like there's a rumor going on now that the Washington Redskins might actually dump Dan Snyder. Uh, there's a big story going on apparently by the Washington Post and it's supposed to be released soon. Legal's involved. I don't know. I guess we'll have a story for you soon on that. Also, Chipotle is going to be hiring up to 10,000 more employees to help support its drive-through expansion. So I guess if you're looking to find something new, Chipotle's hiring. Oh, buddy. Anyways, uh, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Lean into it. You did great this week. Stay focused. Stay proud. Stay dedicated. Dodge the rest. Catch up with Quest. I got you with the news.